We're going to open with Tom Curran, followed by Phil Perry. Go ahead, Tom. Don't groom it too hard, Tom. All right. It'll be simple. Lay up. Um, did Gunnar Olszewski try to will himself invisible on like his third punt return? He kind of just stood there and then took off. And then yeah, I have a question about Nick Folk. Yeah, no, uh, Gunnar's great. You know, um, he's done obviously a great job developing. And then, uh, you know, he does a lot of film study and trying to watch other guys throughout the league. And, and you know, there's sometimes when you freeze, guys may think, you know, hey, what's he doing? What's his diet? They throttle a little bit. It's kind of like the old um, arms out on kickoff return and then bring it out philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a little bit of, a, you know, sportsmanship slash, you know, gimmicks to it that um, he does a good job of studying other guys and how guys are covering, you know, are, are guys pulling off or not pulling off, you know, just in a little thing he can do. He does a really good job of that. And um, filling the ball, obviously, for us, done a great job. It's the old Randy Moss dead eyes thing where he, he didn't let his eyes react. But um, your impressions of, of Nick Folk's Sunday um, and if you can reveal it, what did you have as a um, guidepost for where you'd say, okay, we're probably not going to kick. His range is here today. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Nick did a great job. You know, he, he's a constant pro coming in and out out there, um, showing up. You know, you're obviously reliable. Every time he steps on the field, you know, it, it's comforting to know you have a veteran out there and you feel like, hey, the, the ball's going through. You're not over there, you know, just sitting there thinking and stuff like that. So, that goes without question, you know, with him and, and the leadership he brings, even even pregame. And then, you know, when we're, when we're discussing ranges um, and like where can we make it from up from, that actually goes to a lot of dialogue with me and him, and it changes potentially throughout the game, um, you know, and, and the wind and the weather actually factors into that as well, you know. So sometimes it may be the 36 yard line, and there's other times we say, hey, it's the 32, depending on which way you're kicking and, and what the elements are. Next question, Phil Perry, followed by Nick O'Malley. Hey, Cam, I uh, I wanted to ask you about sort of the emotion of playing special teams because I'm sure to a certain extent you want that from your guys, um, but there's there's probably a fine line there. Uh, I think it was Matt Judon who picked up a, a personal foul penalty after one play in the kicking game there. How do you try to help your guys manage – whatever emotions might actually be helping them, especially in that phase of the game, so that they're not maybe crossing that line. Yeah, um, you know, obviously we don't ever want to commit penalties and, and do anything after the after the whistle or anything like that. So that's something we have to, you know, do a better job of, you know, starting with the coaching and my end of it, um, you know, talking to guys. And, you know, when it comes to the effort and the urgency, you know, you, you definitely want that. Um, and I think, it's my job as a coach on, on game day, you know, different than practice, I would say, is I try to stay calm, a lot calmer on game day than I'm at practice. On practice, I'm probably a little bit more animated. Um, you know, you've seen practices and, and me there. Whereas on game day, that's my job is to be the calm force, the reinforcement picture, you know, be able to talk to the guys to keep them the upcoming situations and communicate to them. Because you definitely want to have the enthusiasm, the effort, the competing, you know, the wanting to be out there, wanting to win every play, every rep you know, and finishing the play. So you don't want to take that away from the guys, but being able to talk to them on the sideline and that calm, you know, collective voice, you know, and relay those messages like, hey, this is what we're going, this is what we're seeing. And it's not just like, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. You know, you're really got to be the calm person that keeps them even killed on the sideline, which allows them to go play within themselves and go back to the techniques and the fundamentals of the play, but also do it with the high effort and high energy that we want from them. And Cam, I just uh, had... One quick one about um, 
Jake, there was a, there was a punt uh, relatively early in the game there where he ended up sending it pretty deep into the end zone. Um, and we just don't normally see that from Jake. And I'm wondering, was that, was, was the wind swirling on Sunday that maybe led to something like that? Is there, you know, we use the golf analogies. It feels like a lot in the special teams area, you know, did he, he said the other day, it kind of looked like he wanted his nine, but maybe he pulled his six iron out instead. Like what happens on a, on a play like that? Um, that maybe leads to that result for Jake. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime you're, you're punting from close territory and you get the ball up, you know, cause obviously you want the ball high enough where your guys can go down and field the ball. But then there is that wind tunnel, you know, that if you get it too high, the wind just takes the ball. So a lot of times, you know, it's that fine, you know, you don't want to punt the ball 10 yards and they get it on the 25. You don't want to punt the ball, you know, 30 yards. Now, hey, you're, you're flirting with fire there. Is it inside the five? Is it not? So that, that's a really good gauge. And like you said, you can use the golf analogy. Is it the nine iron? Is it the pitching wedge? Or, is, you know, the three iron? You know, it all depends on where you are. And that's like the, what we got to do during warm-ups, trying to judge the wind. And then, you know, the wind was gusting a little bit. So sometimes, hey, you go and hit the ball and then you get a gust of wind. And that can obviously lead to the ball drifting and carrying a little bit. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, Phil. And the final two questions would be Nick O'Malley and Yofi Chan. Oh, sorry, my camera's going wild. But um, I just want to ask uh, about Quinn Nordine. And as I flash in the, the matrix real quick here, apparently, um, how has he handled the situation uh, going from um, from roster cuts where, oh, he's uh, he's on the roster as an undrafted rookie, uh, he's the only one on the roster, and then Nick Folk comes back. How have you been handling the situation with him? Uh, it's, it's been really good as you're doing the Matrix reloading. You know, I know that movie's coming out, so, you know, you're getting an early jump on that. But, uh, you know, he's definitely uh, doing good. You know, he's handling everything uh, as a professional, um, you know, as all of our guys are. You know, every day it's, it's a show up, do your job, you know, competing um and he's done really well whether it's being active going through the cuts practice squad i think all the guys that are here the thing that we tell everybody hey you're here that that's the number one thing you're, you're here and all you can do is continue to work out there and put your best foot forward and then you know at the end of the day as long as you're doing that that's all you can do and all this can be asked of you and was this the plan all along like did you keep quinn in touch at like hey we're going to bring back nick or uh, how did uh, the communication with quinn go through this process you know, I, you know, I, I treat every guy, you know, whether they're active, inactive, practice squad, you know, all those guys, I, I coach them the same. And I relay the same messages. Hey, look, you could be active, you could be inactive, you could be up, you could be down with all these new situations of being able to elevate guys, not elevate guys. So I tell them every day, you got to approach the day as if you're playing on Sunday. And as long as you're approaching the day as if you're playing on Sunday, that keeps you in the game, in the game plan, involved in practice and locked in because you never know. Um, somebody gets sick, they don't get sick, you know, who's got to be up for a game. So mentally, you've got to be ready to go every day. And, and that goes for all of our guys. So every day we go out there, I'm like, hey, this could be it. You could be up, you could be down. You just got to be ready to go every single week. Uh, great. Thanks, Cam. I'm going to go uh, find a pill, fix this. Last question, Yofi Chen. Thanks, Stacey. Hi, Cam. Um, Sunday, all of your kickoffs were touchbacks. So I'm wondering in a game situation like uh, like Sunday's, how do you decide if you want to give your opponent an opportunity to return the kick versus simply just a secure uh, touchback? Uh, is there something that largely predetermined before the game or more of a um, in-game adjustment with decision rather? It's a little, it's a little bit of both. You know, it's, um, you know when, when you think about it, it's, 
All right, well, are you kicking it with the wind, against the wind? Is the ball going to hang up? Which means, hey, maybe you can hit the ball normal and it hangs up. So now you're like a higher hang time and now your coverage is down the field. So, you know, being able to play in the elements, there's some in-game decisions that are made. Um, and then there's obviously some talks and communication before the game of, you know, hey, who they have, who we have coverage-wise that goes into, hey, are we just going to hit the ball and see if they're going to return it? You know, and, and some teams, you know, they, they stand the guy on the goal line and they want you to hit it short so they can catch it on the five running and your coverage isn't down there. There's other teams that put their returner, you know, five, six, you know, nine deep in the end zone. And they're like, hey, you kick it. They're going to bring it out. Because, I mean, we had a couple balls that, uh, you know, you hit into the end zone and you want them to bring them. But if they don't, they don't. So it goes hand in hand. Um, I would say there's a little bit of pre before the game philosophy and thinking, but it definitely can change on game day, bust off the elements and what you're getting out there for sure. Great. Thanks, Cam. Thank you.